Genesis chapter 1, it says this, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Just nice and quiet, Greg, real quiet. It says the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. You know, right now, the Spirit of God is hovering over this place. I just sense when we're in worship, the Spirit of God hovering over this place and over the people of God, hovering over you. And I believe that right now he's hovering because he wants to do what he did in the book of Genesis where there was formless and there was darkness, where there was dryness, where there was emptiness. The Holy Spirit wanted to fill it. And tonight, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to fill you. Amen? I'll just go with the keys for a while. Thanks, Greg. I'll call you back in a minute. In Acts 1.8, it says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. See, with the Holy Spirit, there's like a coming upon. There's something that the Holy Spirit brings and he comes upon. We can, we can have the Holy Spirit inside. We can be filled with the Holy Spirit. We can know Jesus. Who knows that we receive the Holy Spirit when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We have an impartation of the Spirit of God. Then we can have an enhancement of that and be baptized in the Holy Spirit and be completely filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? But you know that there's also a coming upon of the Holy Spirit? You can have the Holy Spirit inside of you, but the Holy Spirit gets kind of, you know, it, it, it gets dry. I went to Julie's house the other day, yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yeah, we went to Julie's house yesterday, and we were just moving things around because we were trying to make room for the party food and stuff like that. And um, Julie said, oh, I better move my plant, I suppose. And she picked up this plant that's obviously very precious to her, and it was sort of like there was like one dead branch sticking that way and there was one little one that was sort of just going, please feed me. It was just like awful. And she says, my precious plant, I better put it outside. And I thought to myself, you better water it too because it's not going to last even the day. And, you know, sometimes that's what it's like for us. You know, like we have, you know, these bodies are precious to us. Is that right? But the Holy Spirit lives inside. In fact, this is a dwelling for the Holy Spirit. And if we don't fill, if we don't have the, the coming upon of the Holy Spirit as well as the infilling inside of the Holy Spirit, then we're going to get dry and we're just going to be like that plant, just like, help me. Remember that show you said, weed. No, you wouldn't remember that. Somebody did. Somebody remembered. We won't say who it was because then you'll know how old she is, Ros. And um, <laughs> Bill and Ben, the flower pop man, and weed. Yeah, it was such a cute show. Such a cute show. Hey, we need power. Amen. We need power. You know, we've been talking about the fact um, that the church needs power. You know, the world is looking up. And I think even now down at um, Oxford Falls, CCC, they're really right now just going for this break in the Holy Spirit where they're doing extended altar calls and they're preaching on the Holy Spirit and they're preaching on power. I think Pastor Phil was even preaching last Sunday night about that people needed deliverance. 
And I mean, they're, they're, they're big subjects to preach from the pulpit. We don't, we don't want to, you know, that's not seeker sensitive stuff. But I think that what we've done is, you know, as churches and as people, we've tried to be so acceptable to the world and have so much right. And if we just have good music, you know, then, then, you know, the world will come in and they'll look at the church and say, that's fantastic. Gee, I really like your music, you know. If we dress nice, they'd come and say, oh, gee, you're good looking people and we want to be a part of this place, you know. If we just decorate it nice and have nice buildings, I say, oh, the church is really, you know, you know. And all those things we need, all those things are relevant. But without power, it becomes a disappointment. Because after you've heard the songs a few times, they're just songs. After you've seen the nice, pretty people for a while, they're just nice, pretty people. After you've been in the building, it's just a building. Without the power of God, we have nothing. Amen. You know, in in Matthew, and I'm just flying through this because I really want to just lay hands on people tonight and get people filled and I want the Holy Spirit to be given opportunity. Sometimes I think the Holy Spirit just greets because, you know, you can imagine the Holy Spirit, he has so much to give us. And, and we come into church and we, you know, we listen to the word and we sing a few songs and we go out and he's hovering, he's going, but hang on, you know, I've got something to give you today. I want to come upon you. You know, I can see that, that void in your life. I can see your dryness. You know, just like that plant, the Holy Spirit's looking at us going, and we just, he's going, I want to fill you up. Please don't leave yet. The Holy Spirit, hovering, I'm hovering, I'm hovering. You know, just wait, just wait, just wait. Just wait until you're filled with power. Just wait. Just wait. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When he comes upon you. You know, in Matthew, I said here, 10 verse 7, it says this. Jesus is saying this to his disciples. He says, as you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. And then he just says this stuff really just matter-of-factly. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out those people with demons, freely have received, freely give. He just says it matter-of-factly. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Then as you go, preach that the kingdom of God is near. And just, just a couple of things I want you to do. Just heal the sick. Just put your hand on them, heal the sick. Uh, you know, if anyone's dead when you're walking past, raise them up. Okay, that's pretty easy. And, you know, cleanse those that have leprosy. What's the leprosy of our day? Cancer. Amen. I believe it's the leprosy of this day. You know, watching people be devoured by that ugly thing. You just want to lay hands on them and say, be cleansed in Jesus' name. And then he says, drive out demons. You know, what What do we do? What do we do in the church? We just say, go take another pill. Go take another pill. You'll be right tomorrow. You know, your head's messed up. You, you know, you, you can't sleep at night. You're depressed. But go take another pill. And I'm not saying it's wrong to take medication. You know, I believe that God has given us doctors and medication for certain things. But do you know what? How many times are we going to say that to people? How many times are they going to come into the church where it's powerless and we have nothing to give them? How many times when when demonized people came near Jesus, they got set free? Amen. When the sick came near Jesus, they got healed. When the dead came near Jesus, they got raised. (laughs) You see? 
He said, as you go, as you go, as you go, as you go. As you go from where? As you go from the church? Does it mean you come into the church? The Holy Spirit comes upon you. You get filled with power. Then as you go out, people get raised from the dead as you walk past. I mean, it still sounds out there, doesn't it? But you know, we can have power. It is possible. It is possible. If we would just let the Holy Spirit fill us. Do you agree with me that we need power? Do you agree with me that we need filling? How many of you leak? I leak. I leak badly. And I have, I have time with God and I feel the Holy Spirit come upon me and I get so filled up and so empowered, you know, and then I just go out in the world for an hour and I've leaked. And it's just like, I just want to be with him and be filled with him and be with him. And I never want to grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit's gentle. You know, he, he doesn't come and slap you up the side of the head and say, like, you haven't had time with God for a week. What the heck are you doing? He comes and whispers, the Holy Spirit, come away with me. Come away. Come away with me now. No, don't go there. Stop. Why don't you open your Bible? Why don't you wait? Why don't you wait upon the Lord right now? And he's gentleman. He waits. He hovers. He waits. He doesn't force. Because God has given us a free will. And the Holy Spirit honors our free will. The Holy Spirit will back away. There's one thing that's greater than the power of God in a human life, and that is the will of a man. Because God wants to bless us. The Holy Spirit is hovering, waiting to touch us, to change us, to heal us, deliver us, to bring us into closer relationship with God. And yet my will can stop the Holy Spirit. Scriptures say, do not grieve the Spirit of God. Don't grieve the Spirit of God. Don't send him away. Invite him in. Make room. Let him come. I was reading about Mary today in Luke. It's Mary, the mother of Jesus. She's only a young girl. She's about 14. And the angel of the Lord comes to Mary. Blessed are you, most favoured of women. Do you ever feel like you're favoured of God? Do you know right now you are most favoured of God? that you are his beloved, that you are his precious jewel, his treasure. Right now, you are most favored of God. And God is speaking to the Holy Spirit and says this, see them, my most favored people, my most precious possession, I want to fill them tonight. Holy Spirit, hover. And if they just say, Go and fill them. And he said, Mary, most blessed and most favored of women, he said this. He said, Behold, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and he will impregnate you with Jesus Christ. 
And the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit who hovered over the earth and impregnated the earth with light and life and helped God create and bring form where it was formless. The same Holy Spirit that hovered, the same Holy Spirit that hovered over Mary and came upon her and impregnated her with Jesus Christ the saviour of the world, the same Holy Spirit is hovering here tonight and he's wanting to fill those voids in you. He's wanting to take the, the lifeless form and put form to it. He's wanting to answer your prayers, fill your bodies, heal you, touch you. The same Holy Spirit right now is wanting to impregnate you with the mission of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mary said this amazing thing, a 14-year-old girl, and she knew what this would mean. And she said, let it be done unto me according to your will. See, she laid her will aside. She opened herself up. And she said, let it be done unto me according to your will. We want to receive the Holy Spirit. We want to receive the Holy Spirit. But how do we do that? Number one, we ask. We ask. He said you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And how did they receive that power? They prayed constantly. The word of God said in Acts, they prayed constantly. Ask. Something happens when we ask for something. I mean, Jesus said, if you go and wait, you will receive the Holy Spirit. And he will empower you to do the work that... He said it was going to happen. He says, just go there and wait. So why did they pray? Why did they ask if he already said it's going to happen? Because in the asking, there is an opening of the human heart. There is a laying aside of the human will that says, not my will, but yours be done. Let it be done unto me according to your will. Let it be done. Let it be done. You said it's going to happen. You said I would be empowered. You said that I'd be impregnated with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You said you would fill the voids in my life. Let it be done. And they asked. Amen. Number one, ask. Number two, prepare. The scriptures say they were all together in one accord. They prepared their hearts. I wonder how many times they, they checked their hearts out to see if they were in the right place in God. You know, you prepare the place for the Holy Spirit to come. You don't say, Holy Spirit, come and live in me, but you have to come in with all my sin. The Holy Spirit's not going to share. He will not share his glory with another. The Word of God says God will not share his glory with another. The Holy Spirit wants you to say, Jesus, remove my sin, remove my stubbornness, remove my, this, this heart of stone. 
and come and give me a fresh heart. Give me a new heart. Cleanse my heart. Prepare the place. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare your heart for him. So ask for it. Prepare for it. Number three, receive it. Receive it. You will receive power. You know, in receiving, there has to be hands out. There has to be an attitude of the heart that says, thanks, I'll have that. You know, if someone's going to give me something, I'll just stand there. We'll bring it on. Where are they going to put it? You know what I mean? But I have to go, thanks, I receive. I'm receiving it. I want to receive it. You know, that's why we say sometimes when you come out in the altar, you know, we say sometimes, lift your hands to God. Why are we saying that? Because, you know, there has to be something on your part. You know, we can lay our hands on you, but it's like laying hands on a dead brick wall if you aren't receiving. In fact, sometimes we get it straight back at us. Hey, Phil. Sometimes when I'm praying for people, I nearly fall over because it goes, get it back. Ricochets right off because it's like, yeah, knock me out, God. Yeah, show me. I'm not going to fall down. Yeah. If you want me to fall down, God, you're going to have to smash me because I don't even know if that stuff's real or not. You know, bring it on. Well, some people will stand, you know, or... Receive. Number three, receive. Ask, prepare, receive. And in receiving, don't resist. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is hovering over you and he wants to complete, like, you know, let me explain something. You know, you don't have to fall over in the Holy Spirit. You don't have to fall over in God to be touched by God. How many of you know that? How many of you have been touched standing up, sitting down, kneeling down, sitting in your seat right now? I can see Garth's being touched right now. Like, But do you know there's this place of surrender? You know, when you surrender to the Holy Spirit, he can impregnate you with something so powerful than if you resisted and just said, like, you know, it's okay. I'll just feel God the way I want to feel God, you know. And, you know, I've seen people, you know, you pray for them, they walk back, pray, walk back, pray, walk back. And <laughs> like, you feel like just saying, give over. Because what could the Holy Spirit do? I've never seen anyone impregnated standing up. You know, there's a surrender. There's a place of surrender where the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And oh boy, oh boy. And the last one, wait for it. Wait for it. You know, so many times we get prayed. And we, and, and we want the Holy Spirit and we get this little touch of the Holy Spirit and we get up and we go. 
or we walk away from the altar, or we're in worship and we're worshiping God and we can feel the Holy Spirit and then we just get distracted. Wait. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Wait. Go into the upper room and wait. Go to that place and wait. Sometimes when I've been touched the most in my life is when I've just like, even just now, we were just in worship and I just felt, no, I'm going to just get on my knees right now. And I honestly just felt like just laying on my face. Just forget about all you guys. I just want to be on my face with the Lord right now because I, he's here. You know what I mean? And some of the most powerful times in my life was when I've just surrendered that whole thing. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what people say. I just, I just want to wait. And, you know, there's waves of the Holy Spirit. And just like when he was hovering over the earth, there was waves of creation. Do you know what I'm saying? There was waves of creation. You feel feel the, the form and the light came and the waters came. You know, it was there was waves of creation. And I feel the Holy Spirit comes in waves. And you, you, you might get a touch of the Holy Spirit upon you. And then and then in that touch of the Holy Spirit, you think, well, that's nice, and you might just walk away. But the Holy Spirit said, that wasn't in the first wave. They come in sets, don't they, Luke? They come in sets. And, and actually the best way is, you know, wait. And it's funny that wait and wait are the same words because if you wait upon the Holy Spirit, that's when you get the weight of the glory. You know, there's a scripture that says the priests couldn't even perform their duties in the temple because the glory of the Lord filled the temple and they couldn't, the, the priests were just out to it. Because the glory of the weight, it's the Shekinah. It's called the Shekinah glory of God. You know, and if you, if you wait on God, if you wait on the Holy Spirit in his presence, it will increase. It will increase. It will increase. It will increase until the glory comes and the weight comes on you. And I've had people say, I can't get up. Yeah. That's the weight. You know, I want to get up, but I just feel so heavy. I just feel so beautiful. I never want to leave this. That's the weight of the glory. We've had people come into this church. There was one lady years ago, and she was a Jehovah's Witness, and she was just about to be baptized in Jehovah's Witness. She said, I'm just going to check out this church just once. And... You know, if nothing happens here, I'm going to go and get baptized in Jehovah's Witness. Been there 10 years, hadn't seen much action, obviously. And so, you know, she comes, sits in the back of the church. And just, I'll just sit here, have a look. Now, she, she had a little look, said, okay, that's enough. This is making me real nervous. I'm out of here. She went to move. She was stuck to a seat. The weight of the glory of God sat, the Holy Spirit sat on her. He sat on you know, when it says, and the Holy Spirit came upon them with tongues of fire, the actual interpretation of that came upon them is that he sat on them. He actually sat on them. And she's, she's stuck. She can't get out. Well, the beautiful story of that was she, she ended up coming to the front, getting saved, getting healed, getting delivered, and she's still walking with God today. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's the weight of his glory came upon her. Tonight I believe that the Holy Spirit is hovering over this place, 
And I asked the, I asked the Lord, you know, what, what do you want to preach Sunday night? And he gave me this message. I said, that's too simple. Have you got something like, you know, it's going to boggle their minds or something? No. You know, we all know this stuff. Come on. And he just kept putting it on me. Kept putting it on me. Then tonight, you know, I was obedient, just wrote a few scriptures down. And, I, and I, in worship, when Julie was singing, that was beautiful, Julie, the anointing. And uh, the girls, beautiful harmony, beautiful guitar playing and keyboard playing, bass playing and drumming because I can't leave anybody out. I love them all. But, you know, when that was happening, I felt the Holy Spirit hovering over. 